0: Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour,
1: where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Hello and welcome back to the Broadcast Nerd Hour.
0: Hey guys.
1: I've got my lovely husband Dakota with me. And this is where you say you have your lovely wife, Destiny, with you. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I was getting ready for the title, so... Okay, we'll I'm, give
1: the title, since I'm not... I'm
0: here with my beautiful wife, Destiny. Okay, better. And we're fixing to go and do the Rogus Theories episode of our podcast.
1: I wouldn't say all of mine as the Rogus Theories, but pretty close.
0: Yeah, they're pretty rogue theories. So...
1: Do we want to talk about our week at all?
0: There's not a whole lot that's went on with my week.
1: Is there any one percent we want to talk about?
0: I I don't have any. Do you have any?
1: I cannot think of anything. But
0: I mean, we've we've got our family vacation kinda planned
1: yeah. as of today.
0: So well that's another trip we can look forward to and post pictures and stuff of.
1: Yeah, that's a long time away, though. I guess the only thing that's coming up is we have the I I can't think of anything that's really happened this week that is significant that I'm ready to talk about anyways. Yeah,
0: that's how that's kind of how I feel. It, it's been a it's been a slow week. I haven't. It's been very hot, so uh, when I get home from work, me and the dogs kind of just stay inside. We don't. We're not really doing anything out in the shop or, or outside really. So.
1: Oh, I know some one percent.
0: Hmm.
1: We're decluttering in our house.
0: Yeah, I, I mean guess you we're like,
1: getting pulling stuff for yard sales. We've sold some furniture. We're decluttering
0: the house to clutter the shop.
1: <laughs> well, we did sell a piece of furniture and an old rock band set and. We've started boxing up some yard sale stuff. Honestly, we probably should have prepared to have a yard sale when we first moved a year ago, but that didn't happen. We kind of
0: needed all that furniture at that point in time.
1: Yeah, but I'm not talking about just furniture. Oh, I know. So, we're preparing to have a yard sale probably in like a month or month and a half when it's like not 100 degrees outside, (laughs) literally.
0: So... I think we should get started into our Rogue Theories.
1: Okay. Would
0: you like to go first? Yes. So how do you want to do the format? Do you want to say one, then me say one? Yep. I would like to go ahead and get our... I know you said you have one big one. I have one big one. I would like to go ahead and get them out of the way at first.
1: No. I want to save my best one for last. I
0: just want to make sure we have plenty of time. I know,
1: but my others are short and I want to save my best one for last. If you want to go first with your best one, that's fine. But me personally, I'm saving mine for last.
0: Okay, I can save mine for last too.
1: So I'm going to go with an easy one that I feel like a lot of people have kind of heard about. And just as like a little foreshadowing, my rogue theories kind of go all over the place. Monday too. And I'm going to start with one that's actually not on my list. And I really debated doing it or not. But for all of you... I'm moving my hands a lot. And Dakota's <laughs> making fun of me. For, you
0: look like a DJ over here.
1: <laughs> for all of you Animal Crossing fans, we always see Isabel at Town Hall drinking something. But how can someone so peppy and never sleep do it what is the brown liquid in her cup it is an adult beverage
0: it's also goldish brown
1: no it it's there there's a reddit forum out there that talks about her drinking an adult beverage to help her stay awake all the time
0: i would just think that she was probably a slave (laughs) Absolutely, that too. She's a slave to Tom Nook. Yeah. That does conveniently get to go home and go to sleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you can go into the game at literally any time and she's there to greet you and tell you of the day's news.
0: What if every time you go into the game, it's like her alarm clock goes off and she has to... While it's loading, that's her getting up, brushing her teeth, getting ready to come out of the closet into her office to greet you, and then she just goes back to bed.
1: Interesting. (laughs)
0: Interesting.
1: All right, your turn.
0: Okay, so I'm going to kind of categorize mine. I have some that are in the same genre, so I'm going to try to keep those together. So my first one is, in the Harry Potter series... The reason why the Dursleys are so hostile toward Harry is because he's a Horcrux, and he is slowly poisoning them all living with them.
1: Yep, I've heard that one before.
0: I, I I've always liked that one, and I can't remember where I heard it from. I don't think it was. But it makes
1: one. sense because like. As they say in the final book and everything, Harry is the Horcrux that Voldemort never meant to make. And so to kill Voldemort, you have to kill Harry.
0: Mm-hmm. So would this mean that that Harry would have a better relationship with him now? Like, especially now that like he hasn't lived with him for a little bit. And
1: I think as we see the series go on, we do see them being kinder to him. In their own special way. Because at the end of the day, they're pretty miserable people. Like, Harry or not. But
0: but are they miserable because of Harry, though?
1: But no, they were miserable before Harry. Is what I'm saying. But do we have
0: confirmation of that?
1: Yeah, because Minerva, in the first book, talks about watching them before...
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. But still, that... I just I I like that theory a lot. So, you can spec you can state your next one if you'd like. And
1: my next one is that Aladdin is set in a post-apocalyptic I almost put this future. one on mine too.
0: Now, I, I actually went looking for for a Disney related one to add to the list and I came across this one. I was like I was like this is just one that I can't get on board with
1: but i can because of the genie i yeah. mean first off he talks about 10,000 years being giving him such a crick in the neck and then he recall he makes a comment about third century fashion which means that before he went into the lamp he was a least around for 300 years
0: mm-hmm. so you know how I've always taken it because I have heard this theory, and I came across this one and kind of was reminded of it. But I, I guess the reason I can't get on board with is because I don't see the genie as an existence being that he he's not physically existing on a timeline. He when he is in the lamp, he is everywhere and anywhere. But when he somebody ropes the lamp, he is called upon at that moment and that's why he talks about it having such a crooked in the neck because it is a small living space that is that almost takes you to another dimension which doesn't exist on a time time frame so
1: is this like rogue theory or are you like busting my rogue theories no
0: i'm like i'm adding to why mm-hmm. like i can't get on board with that theory because that's that's my rogue theory about the genie Just, like, adding two years.
1: Okay.
0: Like, I don't know. It's just, like, two different views to it. Mm. Because I'd hope that you would have different views. Because I've got one here in a little bit. It's actually probably going to be the next one that I can already tell you're going to be like, no, 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 no. Okay,
1: fine. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. Is it about Rick and Morty?
0: No. It's about Harry Potter again. It's categorized.
1: Go ahead. Don't you rush me.
0: (laughs) Snape is Harry Potter's real father, hmm. and does and neither of or of course Harry doesn't know, but Snape doesn't know either, and that's why he's always felt such a such an attachment to a degree. But if you the movie does it, this this theory plays out better if you solely look at the movies because I know there's stuff in the books that talks about how much Harry looks like his dad, yeah, and. Stuff like that. But if you go off more so the movies than the books, and this, because the books do discredit it a little bit. But the, if you look at a lot of the stuff in the movies, a lot of the stuff that Snape does to Harry would be like fatherly moments of like Snape like doing stuff that a dad should do to teach uh, his son a lesson. Especially in the time frame of, uh, you know, when this movie would have came out, which would have been or, or when. Yeah, early two thousands when this movie took place. I'm sorry, from the '90s to the two thousand.
1: But are we talking about like he had no idea that there was even a possibility, or he just like?
0: I'm saying like there was. He didn't know at all, but like a fatherly instinct was there. So we're talking about needed to teach him. So
1: we're talking about like a miraculous birth where he is the father. Yeah. So how are we explaining that then? Since it's a rogue. Thing?
0: Lily got around, apparently. I mean, they were in hiding. Maybe, maybe Harry's dad went to get milk one day and.
1: No, so Snape. So, so you're saying Snape and Lily did have an affair, and then.
0: Yes. And because, in especially in the movies and the books too, but the movies show how much love Snape had for Lily. It the movies don't do a good job of showing how much if Lily ever cared for Snape, but it does come off in the movies that Lily has more care for Snape than she does for Harry's dad, which I'm completely blanking on his name now, and I meant to write it down earlier. But, so, I don't know, like, it just, uh, that that thought's always lingered for me, and you see the pictures of Harry's dad and Harry's mom, especially the picture he carries with him, James. With them just when they're dancing in the snow, and you look at them, and I mean, I know this is movies and casting and stuff that's completely different, but look how how, and especially in that time frame, how much Harry looks like Snape. <laughs> and I mean, just saying, I know, like, I know you, you have to separate movies and books in this case, but I'm choosing to. Ride a little bit closer to the movies on this. Okay. And I have I've watched the movies way more than I've read the books. I've only read the books, at like minimum one time through. So.
1: Well, my next one is for all of you cult classic movie fans out there, <laughs> and it's a movie that I don't even know that Dakota's seen. What is it? Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Oh, I've seen it.
1: I didn't know if you had seen it or not.
0: It's not my favorite movie. It's just not my favorite movie.
1: So, this movie is essentially about Ferris and his friend Cameron and the girl whose name I can't remember. They skip school and have the most, like, miraculous day. And essentially, the rogue theory is that Ferris is a figment of Cameron's imagination. Like essentially his imaginary friend, because we see the beginning of the movie. Cameron's laying in bed; he's depressed, and who gets him out of bed? Ferris, and Ferris's parents are just oh so blind to these tricks that he's pulling to get out of school. Like,
0: yeah, and his his upbeat mood, all that. I, you know i I'm not opposed to that opinion my my only problem with that with a uh, theories like that is it's a c- more common theory that you hear like it like you always like i think there's one for the Titanic that Jack was just like a delusion because because she was suicidal and mm-hmm. stuff like that so no oh sorry I
1: just. Can't make it.
0: So I like I you hear stuff like that every now and then but I'm not opposed to that because I can see it because he's almost very animated throughout the whole movie.
1: Well, and like you have to think of the crazy things that literally happen in this movie. Yeah. I mean, there is things that would never happen to teenagers and certainly not in a f- whole day.
0: Yeah. And the fact of them driving a Ferrari around. Yeah. So, just just throwing that one out there. Alright. So, mine, I'm going to go ahead and do my Disney, or it's more of the Disney Pixar one next. So, I do have to apologize because after my Harry Potter ones, all of mine slowly start getting a little bit like sadder or darker. So, the first one on that is... Edna gave Syndrome the cape on purpose from the Incredibles.
1: Cause she says there's no capes.
0: Yes. And you get the montage where all the heroes have passed because of their capes. And I I when I looked more into this theory to make sure, like, if Syndrome actually went to her to get his suit made, it never confirmed it, but everybody was like, Well, he had the technology there to make his own suit. But he was his ego wouldn't allow him to do that. His ego was that he was a superhero and he wanted to be one even though he wasn't super powered. So where would somebody with an ego like that go to get their super suit? The woman that makes everybody else's super suit.
1: Makes sense.
0: So I I know it's a little dark, but that's my that's my dark truth to the Incredibles. Edna is the true hero of it all.
1: Well, I think that you're going to have some issues with my next one. I don't
0: know. The way you're smiling makes me uncomfortable.
1: You need to hear me out before you give me any sort of opinion, okay? Okay. So, Mark from Moon Knot is really insane like we get an idea that he might be in the insane asylum or hospital whatever you want to call it and not only did he create this moon knight persona and everything else but he also created star wars and everything to do with star wars because we get tons of backstory for everyone except who poe dameron We get a little bit in in one of the last movies, but, like, not, like, surface level. We don't get any flashbacks. We don't get any, like, real sense of, like, who he is or where he comes from. Hmm.
0: That is, that's actually very good.
1: I made this one up all on my own, too.
0: That is very good. To add to that, I have had similar thoughts before, but vice versa. That Poe Dameron... Was like I had the thoughts that like something like something happens to Poe Dameron and he um, he goes kind of insane and he gets kind of pulled into where he thinks he's a superhero instead of a pilot because I guess like my rationale to it was that it's it's more realistic to be a futuristic pilot than it is to be this superhero. So I I don't know, like I have had similar thoughts to that. So I
1: but I'm, I'm saying happy this, I'm saying the same thing except I'm saying he made up superhero yeah. and Star Wars. He's just yeah. a regular human human being that probably lives in the MCU universe and and is constantly seeing the propaganda of Avengers, you know, events of in game and infinity war and everything. And as we he, know
0: Star Wars exist in in Mar in the Marvel universe because Spider-Man makes a reference to it. And we have the Lego set, the Lego Death Star sets in Spider-Man. So, you know,
1: well, that kind of, like, breaks my theory.
0: Well, that's not saying that he couldn't st- be imagining himself as Poe Dameron. God, gotcha,
1: That's where gotcha, I'm adding gotcha. to it.
0: Because the sequels apparently don't exist in, in Marvel. At least they don't reference them. We just know up to the originals exist because we have the Death Star. See,
1: and I was saying that... Poe Dameron created all of Star Wars but we could say that he like fantasized the sequels I mean that would make sense since they're the most hated Star Wars movies why couldn't they be fake in imagination and then have the best crossover of all time
0: maybe he's gonna make them better I mean hey if we if that's what it takes for us to get a better sequel series let him (laughs) make it up
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was just thinking about rogue theories and maybe things I hadn't thought of because I tend to get a lot of theories when it comes to Marvel, and a lot of them have been kind of fleshed out at this point. And I was like, what's a new one? Mm -hmm. I got it.
0: Well, I like that one. Um, So my next one here, I'm going to leave a brief on it because it treads really closely to a conspiracy theory, but it is about the Titanic. And I
1: almost had a Titanic one.
0: So, mine is the Titanic actually never sank. The <laughs> Olympic did.
1: I've heard that.
0: Because of the... But I'm going to just leave it at that because anything past that turns it into a conspiracy theory. But there, what made me come back to this theory was when I was kind of looking... Because I wanted to do something for the Titanic, but everybody thinks that Jack is just you know, a part of her imagination. I wanted something. Oh, I don't
1: think that. Can I tell and, you what I think Jack is? Sure. I almost put it on my list and then didn't. Sure. He's a time traveler.
0: I've because he references
1: that. stuff that didn't exist until after the Titanic.
0: Yeah. I, I've i seen, seen that one too. He and, was
1: put on the, he went on the boat to literally save her life.
0: I have seen that one. Um,
1: but not because she was suicidal because the boat sank I think he was literally there just to save her life and make sure that she made it off that boat <laughs> well that that
0: was my that was mine because like I said and if you want to do some more research on it there's actually a lot of articles that talks about it I don't think it's ever been confirmed or anything like that I well I know it hasn't ever been confirmed because we've heard about it but I don't think there's anything that's really come of it but I I just thought that was a cool one because it all hinges on the shape of the windows, from the Titanic to the yeah. Olympic, and or not not necessarily the shape but the spacing in between them. And apparently, the Olympic had a very distinct. Uh, the first three windows were like really close together, and then it was a big space, and the rest of the windows where all the Titanic's were all evenly spaced, and that's where the whole theory hinges on.
1: Well, I only have one Rogue Theory left, and it's my best one.
0: I've got a couple, so how do you want to do this?
1: You can finish up yours until you get to your last one.
0: Okay, so my next my next one's going to be Star Wars, and then I'm going to go into my Marvel ones, because okay. that'll be my last one. So my Star Wars one is the Rebels are actually terrorists.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I can see that.
0: I mean, if if you look, if you take Palpatine out of the equation and Vader, we'll just take them out of the equation. If you look at the Empire as a whole, they're they're not really doing anything other than uh, other than what a conquering Empire would do. Where, like, yeah, you're gonna get backlash from that, but if you look at the Rebel Alliance, they kind of murdered millions and millions and millions of. Not only civilians, but stormtroopers, when they blew up the Death Star twice. Yeah, and we see that,
1: and the planet.
0: Yeah, and then we see that there's several pieces of the Death Star and it just laying on this one planet. You can't tell me that piece of the that piece of the Death Star didn't fall to that planet without causing. We'll just say it completely missed everybody that lived on that planet. You can't tell me it didn't crash land on that plane, planet and change the whole entire ecosystem of that planet.
1: Well, we kind of hear them talking about, like, the waves and the gravity and everything. And so, while it doesn't necessarily say that the, that piece of the Death Star falling caused that, like, definitely there was consequences.
0: Yeah. So, I, I'm just saying is... If the Empire was left unchecked, maybe they wouldn't be as bad. You know, maybe they would be left alone. Now, with Palpatine in the picture, yeah, I think he causes a little bit of problems. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's kind of the one that wanted the Death Star. So, so after that, we go into the marbles and Or into Marvel. And I have two more theories and then my big one. So, I'll let you do your big one after my two little ones here. So my next one is addressing why we haven't had mutants yet and it is professor X has actually been hiding the mutants through C ce cerebral. C- I can't say it now oh my god. Um he's actually hiding them using cerebral. C- oh my goodness, I'm so sorry people I cannot say it
1: now. Cerebral?
0: Yes. Oh, I can't say it for some reason. <laughs> I can't like get it to come out. But he is hiding everybody with it, and that's why we haven't seen it. But we're seeing him as we saw in Multiverse of Madness. We we apparently have him in other universes, so why that would kind of make sense that we have him in ours, and he he is cloaking everybody. So I like I, that one. And my last mini one here is Mobius is actually a Loki. Yeah and my my source to that is in the in the last episode when they all go to the um what do they call that space uh, the the last bit of time or whatever the yeah. i can't remember what they call it in the show that place is completely inhabited by lokis so why would Mobius be the only non loki able to, to survive there
1: that's true what if the t v a is all loki variants
0: I've heard that theory too, with like the exception of like a handful that are that are like like um mon or not monica um the um oh, I just forgot her name the director, yeah. Uh, we've got her Funko Pop back there.
1: We do this I, every time we talk about her. We yeah. look at the Funko Pop.
0: I've always wanted to call her Monica, but that she, Monica, Monica Rambo is WandaVision. But she, um, I th- like, with the exception of, like, her and a couple others. I mean,
1: I think if there can be a Gator Loki, there can be any kind of Loki.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that kind of really kicks this theory is we also see Frog Thor. And yeah. Yeah. In that world. But it's kind of... But I think that it goes back to maybe only gods can exist in this mm-hmm. point in time. And if that doesn't make Mobius a Loki, then that would make him a god. Mm. To f- some form. But But I think it would be more plausible for him to be a Loki. I like that. So... I I'm glad we we got that. So we are at the twenty six minute mark, and I'm actually I feel really good. I've I've loved loved some of yours, and I hope you like some of mine.
1: I'm excited for my big one though. I've actually spent my most time. I spent several days thinking about it, gathering my evidence towards it. Okay, so stay with me, because I'm gonna give you a backstory, and I kind of went ahead and wrote a narrative for it so i wasn't here kind of stumbling over my words about it yeah so mine has to do with disney channel Mm -hmm. and specifically hannah montana we all know that she leads a double life and apparently never gets caught in whatever universe that is so selena gomez we know guest stars multiple times as pop star Michaela on Hannah Montana. Yeah. They were rivals, you know. Then she also got her own show as Alex Russo in Wizards of Waverly Place. Mm-hmm. Then a few years later in 2009, we get this crossover episode called Wizards on Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana where Wizards of Waverly Place Hannah Montana and the Sweet Life on Deck do these crossover episodes and early 2000s kids like you know what I'm talking about.
0: It was Our Avengers of that time.
1: I get I guess so. Kind
0: of, I mean it was it was probably the first time in our lives that we had a big mashup like that.
1: Now, Wizard, now Hannah Montana in this and Alex Russo never cross paths. But clearly, Alex Russo is in the same universe that Hannah Montana and pop star Michaela is in. And so, my rogue theory is that Alex Russo being the troublemaker, bending the rules, doing magic constantly, created an alter ego pop star version of herself like her uncle did when he created Shakira except it was slightly different where she wasn't ever really recognized as the pop star except in like split moments because we don't hear Hannah Montana talk about about her anymore and that could be because you know Alex's dad caught her and made her stop and so You know, either she had to like cast a spell to fix what she did, or she just cast a spell to where she wasn't ever really recognized unless she wanted to be as a pop star. I like the idea more that her dad caught what she was doing and kind of let put a stop to it and was like, You can't be a pop star. We're going to wipe everyone's memory of this. And like, there's no more of that.
0: I really like this theory because if I remember right, one of the episodes of Wizard, Wizards of Waverly Place, I cannot speak today. There was an episode where she made a clone of herself to do homework so yeah. she could sneak out. Yeah. So we know cloning exists in in that universe, at least from a magical but standpoint. But I'm thinking
1: that she has this alter ego more like her uncle did when he would, like, shapeshift into Shakira.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Do
1: you remember that?
0: I vaguely remember that yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: except it's herself, but like, like always, Alex gets caught and her dad makes her fix it.
0: I didn't watch it all the time. The, I didn't watch that show like in sequence as it's coming out. I watched it more on reruns. I didn't watch a ton of TV when I was a kid. Now, Hannah Montana, I watched pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that show. So, so
1: that's my big rogue theory. That's...
0: I like that a lot. Yeah. I do. Is
1: your mind blown by that one? I am.
0: Because I would never put that together. Because I remember watching all those shows, and it never dawned on me that that it mattered. You know, that so.
1: And also, here's what my... Like, some of my evidence is, and I don't even think I wrote it down... In the intro song of the show, Selena Gomez sings, Everything is not what it seems. Yeah. And it says you can get what you want in your wildest dreams.
0: (laughs) That is true. That is true. So
1: maybe she wanted to be a pop star. Wow. Maybe she idolized Hannah Montana and created the alter ego but they were rivals. I just, I like it. It's it's interesting. I want to... It
0: is extremely interesting. I really like this.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. That's going to be the best one of the whole episode. I don't think you could beat that.
0: <laughs> well, I want to try at least with mine. But mine, mine's a little bit more fresher. So it could easily be easily be proved wrong. So I want to set the scene up first. So you know in Multiverse of Madness, right? When when Wanda starts dreamwalking. Yeah. So she dreamwalks into a reality where there's another Wanda and her children, which is in the house that looks a lot like Westview. Yeah. So I know everybody theorizes, okay, so maybe the hex is still going on in this reality. Well, maybe. There's also no vision in this reality either. So it... You you have to stand back and go. Okay, what's the context for a hex at this point? I mean, under I understand that she's lost a lot, but vision was the main triggering point for her to for to, her to create the hex. So, here's where my theory begins. It wasn't another Wanda that she Dreamcasted into. It, it was to a degree, but it was a creation from Mephisto. So were her children. And here's kind of my fuel to the fire on this. Tommy and Billy are beyond overly sweet in this movie. They cause no trouble, even to the point of arguing over who gets to sing the ice cream song. Like, it it was almost, like, too sweet. You know, it there was too much sugar in the tea on this.
1: So, like, maybe, like, Mephisto was, like teasing her and like baiting like Arwan He was
0: giving her everything that she wanted and showing her what all she could have. Yeah. And and he made sure he did it in a reality where he could really flex her strength to a reality where there an Illuminati existed. So after she completely mutilates Because the, there's not
1: like, a Doctor Strange there to stop her.
0: No. Completely mutilates the the Illuminati, she comes back. So, and here's where my fuel keeps going. So there's another little kicker to this theory that kind of adds to it. We also see that if you count the, the I'm going to say demons because I can't say what they actually are, but they're, they're souls that are flying around. So one gets trapped in strange. If you count them all at, from the beginning of when we first see them to the end, They after they swarm Strange, we lose one. Well, we actually lose three, but we see two of them get killed or get burned. But we lose one, and we see it in Strange's eye. Well, then after Wong traps Wanda and all the other demons in the little orb there for a few seconds, we lose two after that. So we think it, or I think this is a play from Mephisto at this point giving Wanda an out. Well then, even though she doesn't know yet, well then we see America Chavez that we have seen throughout this whole movie that has not figured out her powers yet. And all of a sudden from a speech from Doctor Strange has learned her powers and has opened these portals. I don't think she has. I think Mephisto is making sure these portals are opening up to what Wanda needs to see. He She opens up to what looks like a underworld we see a bunch of skeletons and stuff well then that closes and then America gives Wanda what she wants in air quotes and reopens the portal to show Billy and Tommy and the other Wanda which I don't think is them I think at that point that's when our Wanda realizes that it's Mephisto and that's why she's so eager to step back and to let herself go and collapse the temple destroying all the dark Darkholds, and here's why she destroys all the dark Darkholds. She's fixing to go get it from somebody that essentially wrote him. I mean, I know Mephisto didn't write them, but if anybody would have him by memory, it would be him. So she drops the temple, deleting all the dark Darkholds, so she, nobody can trace her magic at that point. And that red poof we see at the end is those demons helping her take take her through hmm.
1: through
0: dimensions to... The underworld to mephisto i like that
1: i can get on board with
0: that i know that's a it was a lot of information is a lot of deep but i had to really make sure i sold it on it because there's a lot of things that can poke holes in it so i've been thinking for weeks to make sure everything lines up to to where it needs to and that it just makes sense to me like i know everybody's saying that oh we know she's not alive and she's or we're going to get a different version from her or something like that But this is how I think that we can have our Wanda back in our universe. Because in my opinion, she turns way too easily at the end. And I think this is why. I think she realizes her out. And she wants everybody to think that she's really gone here. But she's fixing to go and get stronger.
1: Hmm. So it's more of like a House of M thing where she makes the deal with Mephisto.
0: I think this could lead into that. I think this is... Could be where we really get the House of M stuff where she, Mephisto, does truly create her children for her, the children that she's always wanted.
1: Well, hold the phone, call Eric Voss. 'Cause he could probably get on board with this theory.
0: <laughs> he's a he's
1: he's a YouTuber we'll that in
0: the Mephisto train.
1: Yeah, he hardcore like rode the Mephisto train with Wandavision thinking it was Mephisto.
0: There was a lot of stuff that that points fingers at Mephisto all through Wandavision. I mean, you could say even through Loki there was stuff that pointed toward Mephisto. No. We we saw a devil in a church in the first episode. So, just throwing it out there.
1: Any other last minute rogue theories that have come to mind?
0: Not to me personally. Because I've really, I, I've about exhausted myself on trying to explain this one rogue theory.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel, I was so excited about my Hannah Montana and Selena Gomez. Because I'm like, you, you won't expect that.
0: I didn't. I really liked that a lot. Yeah. Did you expect mine? Yeah. I'm disappointed.
1: I actually thought you would also be shocked by my Moon Knight one, too.
0: I do like your Moon Knight one. I liked it a lot. I I'd like that we could elaborate a little bit more on it to show that Mark is actually going to make a better set of sequels for Star
1: Wars. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I can get on that train. Funny. I mean,
0: everybody's wanting Kevin Feige to come in and make a Star Wars movie. This could be it. He could make a Star Wars movie while still making a Marvel movie. As if
1: he's
0: not busy <laughs> enough. So, I, I think you're ready to close out. Are you... Or eh, I think you're ready to close this episode. I out, am. Or? And
1: I think we should talk about the future. Like... Me, personally, I'm thinking we should watch the new Game of Thrones show that's going to come out. I'm wanting to. And maybe let's talk about that. Obviously, we're going to be talking about indoor We she, also
0: have the Seven Rings. Or
1: Andor. But you've never seen all of the Lord of the Rings. We
0: can watch them all. I'm fine with getting on board with it. I, I've heard that it is getting a lot of a lot of heat because it is...
1: They've kept it a secret for years that they were even creating it well, and filming it. Well, I've heard
0: it's getting a lot of heat because it's exploring something that that Tolkien never wrote.
1: Yeah, So,
0: So, people are not happy about it. And I, I, I would be completely open completely open with watching 170 hours a movie. To You've seen watch. the
1: first two Hobbits. Yeah. You
0: need to watch the third one. Don't we watch the third one. I thought we were uh-huh. ready for Lord of the Rings.
1: We'll have to... It's a whole thing. I'm I am pretty sure know. we're
0: ready for The Lord of the Rings. We just never... We never could start on it because of work.
1: But it's on HBO, and if we're going to be getting HBO for The Game of Thrones, we can just watch it on there as well, but...
0: I definitely want to do stuff for for the... What, it, what is it? it? I know it's Game of Thrones, and it, it's something dragons.
1: Yeah, I can't what, remember what it's called. I keep
0: wanting to call it King of Dragons, and I know that's not it yet.
1: It's something like that. It sounds right, but...
0: But I, I do want to do something on it because I, they need to redeem Game of Thrones for me after that finale. Well... And you know you feel the same way, too. I'm sure somebody else listening to this podcast feels the same way. Maybe. And then we're going to get canceled.
1: Well, and also <laughs> we're going to keep up with She-Hulk. So there's a lot of exciting things this month.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna get everything together on it. We we may have to start doing a couple more solo adventures on some episodes. So once everything really gets busy and hyped up, I may have to kind of take on some of the Andor stuff on myself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I may put you in charge of some of the She Hulk stuff. We'll just why. Figure-
1: Why? Because she's a female and I'm a female? Why can't I take over some of the Andor stuff?
0: Well, you can take over Andor, but you like Marvel a little bit more than I do, and I'm a bigger Star Wars fan. I was
1: actually thinking I could take the Game of Thrones stuff.
0: I want to be a part of the Game of Thrones stuff. So, but I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. If you liked what you heard, please rate us, leave a comment, and let us know how we did. And if you liked some of these theories, just let us know which ones you liked, and if you have some others or some commentation on it please reply I want to hear them
1: and if you got something that pokes holes in our our rogue theories tell us that's part of the fun is like bursting them except for
0: my Wanda one don't don't burst mine you can go burst any of Destiny's no 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 no. (laughs)
1: don't 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 burst don't burst my I don't really care about any
0: of them I I want to keep believing that that the Mephisto train is on the roll okay so I hope all of y'all enjoyed the episode and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Broadcast Nerd Hour.
1: Please like, follow, and share wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to leave us a review and check us out on TikTok at the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Peace out, nerds.